0: Anno. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And welcome to our second episode <laughs>
1: Finally, <laughs>
0: of All Good Things.
1: <laughs> we just finished recording our, well, Monday's episode, because we're yes, just we going to drop this in our feed. We are. Um, and uh, before I forget, apologies for the recording levels being so high. There's lots of clipping in Monday's episode. Please bear with us. <laughs> so your
0: ears might bleed. But that's okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I think most people's ears bleed just by listening to us, and,
0: and mostly to me when I host an episode. Oh, but that's no, okay. I don't
1: think that's true. But
0: that, that's what that's what my aim is. No, I'm kidding.
1: I just want to make your eardrums bleed. I,
0: I am metal to the core.
1: <laughs> um, before we get into it, can I share a? a fun thing that sure, just happened but eh, good, I just want I yeah. just want
0: to mention our social medes. oh yes even though this is do. our all good things episode you can right. still find us under all bad things at all bad things pod insta twitter uh, facebook, facebook. Mm-hmm. and you can email us at all bad things pod at com
1: and join our discussion group mhm just like <laughs> Carrie Ann did today. Okay. We so, have a new, new person? Yes. Like, just before we recorded the last episode, so like, I don't know, an hour and a half ago, I approved her uh, her membership because she answered the membership question, what is one of your favorite disasters?
0: Just answer the question. Just
1: answer it. <laughs> and, uh, w- which we'll get into Monday. <laughs> um and she answered the Hartford Circus Fire, which is when we've oh, definitely had uh, some okay. requests for. So that's always that's definitely on the list. Um, but so she commented on a past post. Do you remember? And I cannot remember which disaster I was doing. It was one of the big ones, but where I just said that like my brain would just say, I can't take any more of this and would just go into, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. You remember I kinda, that? <laughs> I kind of remember that. I don't know
0: what, what episode that was. I don't was. remember
1: what episode either. It was a while back. But at any rate, I posted at the time uh, uh, on Facebook uh, or on our Facebook group the, um, the clip of the uh, Michigan J frog singing that, you know, mm. the frog with the top hat. And she commented... I came here just to tell you I've been wanting something, anything I could use, to flip my brain when it starts working overtime and getting me worked up or depressed. When you said your brain suddenly switched to this, uh, when it needed a break, I knew I'd found it. I did the flip a couple of times today and feel better than I have for a while. I told my husband, too, so if he needs to cut me off at the past... He'll know to start singing. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. That's great. I don't,
0: I'm try, now I'm trying to think of what episode that I was, know. but I can't. It
1: was... Let me see... Around what time? I mean, we have, yeah, like, the memory a of a goldfish for <laughs> <at this point. laughs> what we ever have done. October 21st, 2019 is when I shared it. What were we doing around October? Oh, God knows. Nah, it's I, like six knows. months ago. It was yeah. 27 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, at this point, it feels like it was 27 years ago. But
1: thank you, Carrie Ann. That was very that nice. That was very sweet. Very kind.
0: So for today's topic.
1: Of a good thing.
0: Of a good thing. Which
1: we need after, yeah, just wait till Monday and you'll see what we had to deal with with a bad thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So we were watching an episode of Succession last night, and this company came up, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, and I also got to thinking, well, since everybody's been home for the past five weeks and not Mm -hmm. doing much, the one thing people are doing quite a bit of is streaming.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So what is kind of one of the origins of streaming?
1: I, I know what the topic is about, so I can't pretend like I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, let's get into it, shall okay. we? Okay. So this is a short history of Napster. Ah, we're not going to get we're not topic, we're Napster. not going to do a deep dive because mm-hmm. we we want to keep these episodes you know shorter, lighter, yeah, short and, and just more fun. Mm-hmm. So
1: Napster is a good thing, or was a good thing. It was
0: definitely a good thing. Yeah. So, for our Gen Z listeners who, <laughs> I'm guessing, never used it because they were literally for toddlers.
1: super young millennials, like the younger <laughs> yes. millennials, probably. It was, Napster was slightly before my time, or maybe I would have been really a bit younger. Not not too young for it. I was just no. a little square. Um I remember Limewire and Donkey Mule or whatever. Donkey no, Lime wait, not <laughs> Donkey Mule. What is it called? I don't know. What was it called? There was another one. There's LimeWire and then there was I
0: <laughs> used Limewire a little bit. Something donkey do or I, donkey
1: something. I, I
0: don't know that one. Or
1: something mule. I
0: like donkey mule though.
1: Someone will tell me what it was. It was not donkey mule. <laughs> do you know what a mule is? It's a cross between a donkey and a horse. It is, but and it, they the are way, sterile. That's
0: why it makes donkey mule even better. <laughs> But anyway, so Napster was an online peer-to-peer file-sharing and messaging music site that P-t-p. was launched. That was launched on June first, nineteen ninety-nine. It was ninety-nine. Okay. Yes,
1: uh, June first, nineteen ninety-nine. I would have been fourteen.
0: I was twenty-two.
1: This <laughs> is always creepy. Always creepy when we get into this time period for us.
0: Uh, It was founded by Sean Fanning and Sean Parker. The site emphasized... Uh,
1: There's nothing more like Gen X than Sean and Sean. And
0: they're spelled differently, too.
1: Oh, is it S-E-A-N and S-H-A-W-N? Yes,
0: correct. The douchebag is S-E-A-N. Okay. I'm not really going to get into him much at all. Okay. Uh, The Sean Fanning guy is actually... He's a pretty interesting character.
1: Which one's Justin Timberlake?
0: Uh, Sean Parker. Okay. (laughs) The douchebag. Okay. So the site emphasized sharing digital audio fi- files, which were typically known as MP3s. <laughs> Does
1: it, that do kids st- know what MP3s I, are?
0: Probably not. <laughs> so I figured I'd give them a little, a little brief history right there. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Thank you, kids. Uh, that were stored in each user's hard drive. Okay, so that's going to keep that in mind.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that your phone? It <laughs> is my phone. Who is calling you at 10 o'clock?
0: No, oh, a guy from work anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) how rude
0: how rude so at its peak get this the site had 80 million registered users and the registered users registered users and the company paved the way for online music stores and streaming services and is one of the main catalysts for the music industry to completely change its business model
1: absolutely they were they this was groundbreaking yes absolutely groundbreaking
0: Although the site was shut down just over two years after its launch and later would be sold off in two separate transactions, Thanks,
1: Metallica!
0: (laughs) Napster to this day remains a cultural touchstone for people who were in their teens and 20s at the turn of the 20th century, mm-hmm. and its influence can be felt across the the internet as we know it today, mm-hmm. which is very true.
1: Absolutely. was a game changer, a media game changer.
0: So, sure. like, a little brief history of the company. Okay. So uh, Napster was founded by Sean Fanning and Sean Parker and was initially... <laughs> <Sean>. <laughs> initially douche in, and douche. <laughs> no, the, the Fanning guy is not a douche. Okay. He was the tech guy. He was the guy that created, like, the actual software... Sean Parker was more of the salesman. Oh, God. Of course. The
1: salesmen are always the doucheest. Yes. I love you, though. You used to be a salesman. I did, for a long time. You converted, though. (laughs) (laughs) To a normal person. (laughs) No. Kind of. Uh, No, (laughs) meaning no disrespect to any of our salespeople (laughs) listeners.
0: (laughs) So Napster was initially, initially, eh, initially initially envisioned as an independent peer-to-peer file-sharing service by Sean Fanning. The site operated between June 1999 until its initial shutdown in July 2001.
1: Yeah, because it was like a couple of different cease and desist things, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. Okay.
0: Its technology allowed users to easily share their MP3 music files with other participants.
1: Peer to peer.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Although there were already networks that facilitated facilitated the distribution of files across the internet, such as IRC Hotline. I do I do remember that. IRC.
1: I don't remember that one.
0: And Usenet, I remember. I remember that one.
1: Wow. Um, I'm having, like, flashbacks of chat and (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs) I know. It's a long time ago. Things that are very ancient Talk about something that feels like it was 80 years ago. This is literally 20 years ago. Mm Yeah. Wow. But uh, Napster specialized in MP3 files of music and had a very user-friendly interface um, that interface was pretty much copied more or less by iTunes, very much yeah. so. It was except, almost these. It was almost the same.
1: Except iTunes was not peer to peer in any way. It was really.
0: not. It was a store, but the. But you uh, mean like the, the what it interface? Like oh yeah. Was, oh okay. It looked almost exact. Oh. That's. I think I that's why it was so easy for people to transition to mm. it because it was very easy to use.
1: Basically, they ripped off Napster. Oh yeah. Ah oh, fucker. Oh yeah.
0: So, Napster made it relatively easy for music enthusiasts to download copies of not only popular songs, but also songs that were otherwise difficult to obtain, such as older songs, unreleased recordings, mm-hmm. studio recordings, and songs from concert bootleg recordings.
1: Yes, those are pretty Those big. are huge. Yeah. Yes.
0: Napster paved the way for streaming media services and transformed music into a public good for yeah. a brief period of time, which I, I don't go into that at all, but I kind of remember when it yeah. was ruled that way. The service coincided with a rise in the availability of high-speed internet and yeah. CD-burning software...
1: CD-burners. CD
0: CD-boners. Both of which were highly prevalent on college campuses at the time.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: High-speed networks in college dormitories became overloaded with as much as 61% <laughs> of external network traffic consisting of MP3 file transfers. Mm-hmm. Many colleges blocked its use just for this sole reason, oh. even before concerns about the liability for facilitating copyright violations on campus.
1: So, let me know when is a good time for my copyleft rant.
0: Uh, Whenever that may be. Okay, yeah. Uh, probably right. during the lawsuit period. Okay. <laughs> so, just, just my own personal backstory with this. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it launched in June of 1999. I didn't realize it was that early. By the time I had heard of it, it was like February or March of 2000.
1: Well, you're still relatively early adopter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Sarah used it. My sister used it. Yeah. I I, I was a square. Yeah, like I said, I think it was too nerdy. Too nerdy, too young.
0: The coolest thing about it was, at the time, I had just gotten hired as a supervisor That's
1: right, at, at MCI World
0: MCI WorldCom. <laughs> yes, believe it or not, um, believe it or not, cats and kittens.
1: <laughs> Hello, cats and kittens.
0: I was once somebody's boss. <laughs> <laughs> at 23. <laughs>
1: that would soon fold yeah
0: maybe that had something to do with it it, it didn't <laughs> it was not because of you no.
1: it was because wasn't there like a horribly corrupt CEO oh yeah like absconded like, with he, money
0: he uh, essentially stole four billion dollars oh my god yeah he went to jail too and these were in the
1: days where you had to pay for long distance children. Yeah, that's, yeah there was a we're not even
0: going to get into all that no. so I so at this time when I first heard of Napster I'd just gotten hired a, I'd worked there as a telemarketer I did that too yeah but I'd, uh, I made it to supervisor yes
1: yeah. You climb the corporate ladder. But that
0: meant I got my own computer, which what? in the year two thousand I'd never had b- before. My own yeah, computer.
1: Yeah, unless you were gonna go out and buy like a yeah, CPU I tower wish, shit, which I was not going to do. Or or the lap <laughs> the laptops back then were laughable mm-hmm. too. They were the clunkiest looking shit. But
0: no, I had my own personal work yeah. computer. It, it was still you know it was like a mainframe, not a mainframe computer. A CPU was, yeah. like a,
1: a tower. yeah, it was a box. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: but uh. So I first hear about this thing. Uh granted I'm working for a technology company. We had like we'll our communications it's technology. Yeah. Um so we had like a T1 line.
1: Oh at our ooh. at our workplace which Early at the on. time oh yeah,
0: which at the time was
1: That was it, a Mercedes Benz of
0: That was a Mercedes S-Class. That was almost <laughs> like a the, it was the
1: Alpha R- 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 Mar- Moreno. So Alpha the,
0: R- this guy I worked R- with, R- Alpha Romeo, that's you. It. This guy I worked with told me about it. Mm-hmm. And I went on to it. I didn't about un- yes, okay. and I didn't understand that it was literally pulling stuff from hard drives. I don't think anybody really right. did. It, like it you went through like a, you know, a series of protocol, like like do you allow naps to do this? Like you had to do that you, for like you had 5 to minutes. You did. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But then once you got on there and I I remember like the first night being on it, Just typing in something and, like, a hundred different... And then clicking on it, and it would download in, like, five or ten seconds. It would download really fast. Right. And then hitting the... I'm like, oh, my God.
1: You hear the song. I'm like,
0: it's... (laughs) Like, I just typed in a random song...
1: And you could hear it. And
0: now I can play it. And this is...
1: also, very importantly, prior to YouTube, yes, or any sort of like
0: music was not instant no. until that moment.
1: There was no Spotify. There was no, no anything.
0: If you wanted to hear a song, I feel
1: like we're grandparents around a fire. It's so
0: that's why I kind of enjoy talking about this because mm-hmm. back then, when we had to walk, back in my when day. we had to walk to school uphill both ways. <laughs> If you wanted to hear a song, literally, you either had to own the song, or you heard it on the radio. On CD. Or, or on MTV. That yeah. That's the only... There was no such There's thing no as... on-demand. No, not at all.
1: This is even pre... And this is pre-on-demand media, period. Like, there was no TiVo, no DVR. TiVo was the sort of pre I honestly DVR, think and...
0: TiVo was coming around at this time. Ooh, I think I they were. Uh-huh. Yes, because they would... Hey, Siri. Oh, okay.
1: What year did TiVo come out?
0: I want to see around then.
1: Here's what I found from wikipedia.org. Tiva. Oh, it was... TiVo TiVo is a digital video recorder. TiVo. developed and marketed by TiVo Corporation and introduced in 1999. See? So you were correct. Yeah. It was the same... I remember opinion.
0: seeing, like, infomercials for it. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs>
1: I do remember that that was pretty revolutionary technology. Mm, oh.
0: Yeah, so at this time, there is, there is no such thing as instant music. It doesn't exist. Right on and, demand and now all of a sudden it does and I just remember I worked at night so mm-hmm. um I remember like after my shift got done sales and all that bullshit whatever I went back to my and I was just like I for I stayed at work for like another fucking two hours <laughs> literally just like thinking of any song and every single time I put it it was there
1: I love that you were constantly putting your <laughs> computer at risk of multiple viruses <laughs>
0: And I didn't care, I didn't and I wasn't even care. thinking about it. It's not like I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't even realize that that's what I could have been doing. Yeah. But when this thing came out, and and also there was a, um, not a chat room, but there was like a chat section on the page where you could just put out there, like like, hey, what was that song by uh, whatever? Okay. And people would respond.
1: Pri- pre Google. It, oh my God, it's... is this pre Google?
0: No, no, no. Google's out at this time. But and not
1: the. It's BLM not the Titan doll. It's not the
0: Titan. It is today but it's it's out
1: people were still yahoo searching at this point
0: it's essentially that's exactly what it was also it was it was like instant messenger but but napster had its own version oh
1: okay you know what i I mean Mm
0: um so i I mean this thing like to me also because by the year 2000 came out the internet was starting to do more things
1: it was like more than just like clunky AOL. up
0: up to that point it, it was kind of just a toy like it did some like you could take an online course things like that but people's visions of it were no it was going to it was going to like free your mind and you'd be able to do anything
1: and it kind of did eventually but Well this this was, this was yeah. the first
0: example of that. Yeah. And I remember thinking like like this is the internet that they said we were going to have like this <laughs>
1: is this is a vision of the future. And it
0: was. I absolutely felt that way. It was it was unreal. So that's my little, yeah. that's my little personal yeah, rant personal on my story, my yeah. first experience with Napster. Um,
1: Don- it's not Donkey Mule. i <laughs> still trying to think of what it was called. Holy shit, something about a donkey or a mule. Not Sticker Mule, that's something different. <laughs> I don't remember. Someone will know. Please, somebody tell me what I'm thinking Please, of. You somebody. know what I mean. It's something like LimeWire, but it was pre-LimeWire before they mule. got shut down. Like, uh.
0: Donkey Mule is a great band name. We're taking that. <laughs> <laughs> like a rat mouse <laughs> or ma- mouse mouse rat
1: mouse rat yep
0: <laughs> so as i mentioned earlier at its peak napster had 80 million That's, registered wow. users along with the accusations that napster was hurting the sales of the record industry there were record? those record He's, record there were those who felt just the opposite, that yeah. file trading on Napster stimulated rather than hurt sales. It
1: totally was promotion.
0: And I remember- That's
1: what the fucking Metallica <laughs> short-sighted bitches didn't know.
0: I remember doing this, okay, so here, some evidence may come in July 2000, when tracks from the English rock band Radiohead's album Kid A found their way to Napster three months before the album's release. Ah, I was one of those people that-
1: ooh pre-release tracks
0: do you know how fucking cool that was back then
1: to be like ooh, i got the inside scoop but you didn't know you had
0: you didn't here's what you didn't know you didn't know if it was the final cut of the album you didn't sure. know what it was exactly was
1: bootleg something but you knew
0: it was like oh, this is probably the new album S- yeah
1: see okay i'll i'll go on my rant later Ugh. i have a major rant about copyrights that has been brewing for a decade so
0: so unlike Madonna, Dr Dre, or Metallica, Radiohead had never hit the top 20 mm. in the in the United States. Furthermore, Kid A was an album without any singles released and received relatively little radio airplay.
1: What is is there a song that I would know from Probably not. Kid A, okay. Basically, no creep from Radiohead. That's about
0: it. When I talk about the good Radiohead and the bad Radiohead, Uh this is kind of when the bad Radiohead started, but when we were in Vegas, um, Mm -hmm. and I was drinking- You got into it. And I was drinking THC, which is something I had never done before- (laughs) Um, I busted out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this another shot. Yeah. And, uh...
1: You understood it?
0: I kind of understood it a little bit better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was just music to get high to.
0: Music to, uh, drink lemonade THC to or whatever the fuck. <laughs> root, I think it was a root beer flavor. Thank
1: you to get a root beer. Or, uh,
0: I got a couple of them. It, it was good. <laughs> I highly encourage that for people who are 25 and older.
1: Thank you. See? There you go. I'm proud of you for upping your age.
0: So, by the time of the album's release, the album was estimated to have been downloaded for free by millions of people worldwide. There was yeah. literally no way to cover the statistics of it. Yeah, there, sure. It was yeah. just all over it's the place. It's not tracked. It's metrics. No.
1: Like, that aren't trackable.
0: And in October 2000, Kid A captured the number one spot in the Billboard 200 sales chart in its debut week. The for cor- a
1: basically a, a band that wasn't going to... To me, that wasn't a it.
0: that big of a surprise. I was a huge Radiohead fan then.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um and the album previous to Kid A was OK Computer which
1: that I, re- I remember hearing about
0: is uh, that album still very much holds up today because it, he's literally talking about like a future it's a concept album about the future of computers running everything well that he made in <laughs> that he made in 1997 well. so it's it's still it's still poignant to
1: be fair the idea of computers running everything goes back way. It does farther than that. It does. I'm pretty sure that's what 2001 is about, a space odyssey. Mm-hmm. Except I couldn't get past like the first. No, five it's minutes weird. Of that movie.
0: But people have pointed out like the name of the album, "Okay Computer." Like it's very similar to "Okay, okay G- Google." Yeah,
1: "Okay Google." That's right. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say "Okay Cupid," but that's something different. <laughs> it is. That's, that's how what, we, that's we, we met. That's
0: where we met. They're listening. Your
1: phone.
0: <laughs> They're,
1: picked
0: up on that. We're listening. <laughs> we, we here for we, you. We here for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my we've, God. Gone, we've gone so far off the rails. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Google. <laughs> it did not pick that up. It
1: didn't. You have to say okay first. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not
0: going to do it again. So, anyway. So, kid A. That if, was so, like, <laughs> it was.
1: on the nose. Okay.
0: <laughs> it was so... Uh, who wrote
1: 1984? <laughs> Orwell. It was
0: so or, so orwellian. It was what very just happened? Orwell, yeah. So, according to Richard Menta of MP3 Newswire, <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that like that's super old school, <laughs> that right? Was like the
0: magazine at the time for <laughs> all your latest MP3 files. I don't I don't know. The effect of Napster in this instance was isolated from other elements that could have that could be credited for driving sales. And the album's unexpected success suggested that Napster was a good promotional tool for music.
1: Oh, who'd have fucking thought? Who'd have guessed? Who'd fucking thought? Fuck? Let me
0: see. I can just put this on my computer and release it to the world right now.
1: Also, no one... Okay, little mini rant. Albums, record albums... Were initially only for promotion. They were,
0: yes, that was they were. The whole
1: origin of absolutely albums, was not to get money, Mm-mm. but to get you to go see the person. Yep,
0: to get you to show up to their yes. performance.
1: Hence, I'll go on my intellectual property rant later. You continue.
0: <laughs> so since two thousand, the year in the year two thousand, who did that? <laughs> that was a old Conan O'Brien sketch that. Was oh. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so since 2000 Aww, old uh, Conan with a oh. string
1: dance back in the day late
0: night with conan was hysterical he should have ne- he should have never gone it
1: was really cutting edge it back was. in the day it he should have never edgy.
0: gone to late uh not late the what, tonight, it, show. tonight
1: show tonight yeah. well that, that yeah that kind of tanked him didn't i fit. watched Conan and I shouldn't have been but i i had a lot of leeway as a child when I was 11. I would watch Conan. Yeah. I would stay up and watch Conan on like a really shitty 13 um, like inch TV. Yep, with with no uh, signal. Basically, it was all like snowy and everything. But I still watched Conan, and I found like his little string dance hilarious. And yeah, he was pretty fucking edgy.
0: Oh yeah.
1: All things considered. A. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> We're, we are we are fucking on point tonight.
0: since 2000 it's a good thing this is an all good thing so so people can't yell at us for Mm -hmm. laughing so since 2000 as i've said like 10 times now (laughs) many musical artists particularly those not signed to major labels and without access to traditional mass media outlets such as radio and television have said that napster and successive internet file sharing networks have helped get their music heard Spread word of mouth and may have improved their sales in the long term.
1: Not just May, absolutely did. Yeah,
0: absolutely. One such musician to publicly defend Napster as a promotional tool for <laughs> independent artists was DJ Zealot, who became directly involved in the 2000 A&M Records lawsuit. Chuck D from Public Enemy also came out and publicly supported Napster.
1: E Donkey. E Donkey. Parent- oh, and Amule. I kind of. Okay, so that's- there were two different ones. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to look. Look that up. E donkey and a, mule, a which mule. are similarly, I'm pretty sure that what those, those knockoffs did back in the day was just like re- resurrect as something else. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just had to say E donkey. Go ahead. And a and mule. A mule. <laughs> it sounds like a hole. It, it does. Weird. Okay, go ahead.
0: So now we're into the lawsuits.
1: Because uh, it's not only a matter of time before fucking Lars Yearson <laughs> goes after <laughs> Lars Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich.
0: <laughs> I like Lars Yerson, though. Or whatever I
1: always forget his last name. Lars. I know it's Lars. <laughs> He's the fucking douchebag with the long hair in Metallica uh, who drums. Heavy, Lars Ulrich. The,
0: the heavy metal band. Yeah. The aforementioned Metallica. <laughs> M-
1: multiple times <laughs> I've
0: been yeah, Or the aforementioned Lars Spiegel.
1: We're the... <laughs> <laughs> And they were the fucking people pissing on everybody's parade.
0: Discovered a demo of their song, I Disappear, which was which was to be featured on the... Um, damn it, did I not put this in? What album? Uh, on a soundtrack, the Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack.
1: Oh! oh <clears throat> God forbid we leak a Mission Impossible 2 song. So
0: their song, I Disappear, oh had been circulating across the network before it was released. This led to it being played on several radio stations across the United States and alerted Metallica to the fact that their entire back catalog of studio material was also available.
1: Okay, can I just say, <laughs> what studio thought? Or no, I'm sorry. What radio stations thought that it was a smart idea to play bootleg, bootleg shit, bootlegs?
0: <laughs> Bootlegsh. Bootleg. Well, this was th- we're we sh- we're in a gray area because they got the song off the internet. Not like from some dude in the back alley, you know what I mean?
1: That, I'm not thinking that so much. I'm thinking more that the radio station is the narc, the unintentional narc, who's like yeah,
0: I see what you mean. If it
1: hadn't gotten out like that, Metalco would have been none the wiser. That's
0: probably. true. I see what you mean. And I, I think when the internet came along, there were a lot of gray areas when it came to laws. I mean, there really yeah. were. Th- those have mostly those have mostly been hashed out I by still- now.
1: I really blame Metallica because at this point, these guys were fucking millionaires. They weren't; I, these were not was, struggling artists. I will
0: say this: they're one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. helm ever. uh ever. This is pretty disappointing it, because part it's capitalist because
1: capitalist money grubbing shit.
0: Because part of the reason they became famous was through back in the day was through cassette tape trading. People would literally, with like a boombox, record yeah. their live show, the right? shittiest audio possible, make a copy of it, and give it to somebody. But
1: I'll continue in my rant later, okay. but go
0: ahead. Must you?
1: I must. <laughs> as, as our one star reviewer said, I'm proudly drunk, so yes, I must.
0: So on March 13th, 2000, they filed a, a lawsuit. No, they filed a lawsuit against Napster. A month later, rapper and producer Dr. Dre.
1: Oh, Dre, who shared a
0: litigator me. and legal firm with Aww, Metallica Dre! filed a similar lawsuit after after Napster refused his written request to remove his works from its service. I didn't
1: know that. I don't want to hate Dre. Uh,
0: I, I, 90s, I, uh, Trent Reznor was also like th- 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 this was a lawn drawn uh, lawn lawn. This was lawn. a line drawn oh, in the sand, like between artists. Like, are you for this or against this? And a lot of people didn't know where to go.
1: I get it. I C- guess certain
0: people did, like Trent uh, Reznor,
1: whatever. I'm I'm okay yeah. villainizing him. <laughs> Dre, I'm a little disappointed in Dre.
0: I'm not okay villainizing Trent Reznor, but anyway. I mean, but he, but he's somebody talented. but somebody who was talented, somebody who was for Napster very much back in the day was uh, uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. He was okay, like he was yeah. just like he was like this is the future. He was yeah. like there's no point in holding it back. Good for him. So
1: good for him and the pumpkins
0: and uh dave Grohl too he was four oh, there. D-
1: oh, see yeah. dave Grohl's just a good human mm-hmm. like that's my personal assessment of dave Grohl. i've seen some of, was i've seen some of his interviews wondering. about it
0: and like his feeling was well you know if you're in your car listening to the radio it doesn't ask you to put in a quarter every time a song comes on yeah? he's like he's like well, this is
1: so here's the thing here's the thing like i would not begrudge emerging artists to be against this I absolutely begrudge established The people who have already made their money. Yes.
0: Yeah. And just want more. That
1: is disappointing. Yeah. That's Mm money-grubbing. That is 100% money-grubbing. That That, is people thinking... That's what it does to you. That producing art entitles you to a lifetime of return. And that's not how assets should work. But that is my rant for later.
0: Okay. Uh, So Napster refused... uh, Dr. Dre's written request to remove his works from its service. So, so, sep- they, so separately, they,
1: they specifically they like, back, like Yeah,
0: yep. like separately, Metallica and Dr. Dre later de- delivered to Napster, and you can see this on a video. Thousands of usernames of, of people who they believed were pirating their songs. Like literally, what the fuck. Uh, Lars Ulrich shows up to their office like with, with, with with tons of like banker boxes of just. That's I, just I, swear, I swear! I swear! I know it, it, it did happen though. That's
1: petty. If so, ever there's pettiness, that's petty, petty, petty.
0: So in March 2001, Napster settled both suits after being shut down by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Yeah, In a did separate go. lawsuit, another lawsuit. Now this is from several major record labels, which of course, I'll the, get the into. Of the labels
1: you expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So in 2000, Madonna's single, Music.
1: Oh God, that was, shit. <laughs>
0: was leaked out onto Music. the was leaked out onto Napster prior to its commercial release, <laughs> causing widespread media coverage. She, Verified uh, Napster oh my God. use peaked... <laughs> <laughs> Verified Napster use peaked with 80.4 million users worldwide in February
1: 2001. So, can we take a quick aside about Madonna? Sure. So, this was circa, whatever, 2000, 2001. Uh-huh. She Um, is
0: 42. Okay. 41.
1: So to put it in context, Madonna was born the same year as both of my parents, which is to say 1958. And when you're, whatever, 15, 16, whatever I was at this point, when this came out, watching someone your mother's age writhe in the backseat of a limo in like her (laughs) stupid white outfit. She had a fucking white cowboy hat.
0: Uh, What's his name? The comedian shows up in that video too. I don't uh D- Ali G.
1: Oh. <laughs> Is in that video. Ali G. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh I and then she did that she she did, she had her yoga phase and I did I was a watcher of the Rosie O'Donnell show back in the day and uh, she and Madonna were friends and like she did yoga on Rosie's show anyway. It was really disturbing seeing someone my mother's age do what she did. Now I'm not saying that she shouldn't have done it therefore I just I have since then had an unnatural disdain for Madonna. I see. You know that I that, do that, know I that I have forever like a
0: forever disdain.
1: I'm not a fan of Madonna. Never have been. I don't think I think her talent lies in her persona. Not on sure. her actual talent. Sure, that's fair. Yes, and her
0: Lady music. Gaga is more. What's may, way more talented? And her music is shit. <laughs> not all of it. She's got a couple um, good songs.
1: What? Name one.
0: I'm not going to. But anyway,
1: borderline because no. that's some shit. No,
0: that's that is shit. She's got some good songs.
1: Vogue because that's some shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to move on from Madonna. Move on. Let's move on. You, but you won't let me. <laughs> So in two th- thousand, trying to move on from Madonna, but you won't let me go ahead. <laughs> yeah, where, where you should be letting me. In two thousand, <laughs> the American musical recording company, A oh, and Records, along with several other recording companies, uh, through the Recording Industry Associ- Association of America, the R- R-I-A-A, <laughs> I cannot speak yes. anymore, sued Napster. Oh God. Uh, in the lawsuit, which was A and M Records Incorporated versus Napster Incorporated on grounds of contributory and vicarious copyright (laughs) infringement under the U.S. Digital Millennium Copyright Act.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Napster was faced with the following allegations from the music industry. That its users were directly violating the plaintiff's copyrights, that Napster was responsible for contributory infringement of the plaintiff's copyrights, and that Napster was responsible for vicarious infringement of the plaintiff's copyrights.
1: See the thing is, when they're saying users, mm. that's fans. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's and that's what those fuckers yeah. didn't.
0: And they they just want their money. They don't care that's if they like, like the music. Money grubber. money, yeah.
1: money, money, money.
0: And you also have to remember at this time, uh, this was the time in the music business where uh, record sales were at a all time high. Period. Mm-hmm. Like they had sold in this in the late '90s, more albums were sold in that period of time than had ever been sold ever. Period. <laughs>
1: If the 90s were ever an emblem of anything, it's how bad capitalism
0: is. Uh, Well, it's how bad it it could get. Yeah. Especially when you bring in a new entity. So Napster lost the case in the district court, but then appealed to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Mm -hmm. Although it was clear that Napster could have commercially significant, non-infringing uses, the Ninth Circuit upheld the district court's decision. Immediately after, the district court commanded Napster to keep track of the activities of its network—here we go— And to restrict access to infringing material when informed of that material's location. Ugh. Napster wasn't able to, com- to comply. No. Because at this point, and you'll see this in the documentary I mentioned earlier, because at this point, people had started like their own servers and stuff like that, built off of like for from yeah. far away. Like, Napster came to a point where they couldn't shut they down. Weren't
1: no, they weren't controlling No, they weren't controlling
0: it anymore. Uh-huh. No.
1: It had been taken into other people's hands. It had yeah. been,
0: Yes. Uh, so that's why Napster wasn't able to come. They're like, we, they're, we're trying, but we can't.
1: The peers were the ones. The peers took it over, it, yeah.
0: literally. The- In
1: other words, the people.
0: hmm In 2002, Napster <clears throat> announced that it was bankrupt and sold its assets to a third party. It- Napster was eventually acquired wow. by music service Roxio, which I kind of remember. I kind
1: to remember Roxio.
0: Um, in its second incarnation, Napster became an online music store until it was acquired by Rhapsody, which was Best Buy's mm. music I service. Rhapsody.
1: I remember Rhapsody. I think they're still
0: around. Uh, they were acquired from Best Buy on December 1st, 2011. So that was the last time you saw wow. Napster anywhere.
1: With the little devil cat or whatever <laughs> It there. was the
0: cat with the headphones on.
1: But wasn't it like a it little? It kind of looked a little
0: looked a little devilish. Yeah. <coughs> After doing this research, I'm like, I'm gonna get a Napster t-shirt. I'm like, I'm sure there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there yeah. somewhere.
1: Yeah. It's very retro now.
0: So, yeah, uh, God, Jesus Christ.
1: Like when 15 uh, uh, year olds wear Nirvana shirts. Yes,
0: yeah, sweatshirts. Like when I was going to get my license at DMV redone. That's. I was like, yeah. I was like. That album cover, I was like, I watched that on TV when they did that for the first time. Anyway. They're
1: like, yeah, I was negative 15 years uh, my old. My parents I hadn't
0: even met. <laughs> 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 so, the legacy of Napster. Mm-hmm. So, there have been several books and documentaries that uh, of the experiences of people working at Napster, including Joseph Men's Napster biography, All the Rave, The Rise and Fall of Sean, Sean Fanning's Napster, John Alderman's Sonic Boom, Napster MP three and the new pioneers of music, and Steve Knopper's Appetite for Self Destruction, the spectacular crash of the record industry in the digital age. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this movie, but uh, the 2000 film, the Italian, 2003 film, The Italian Job.
1: Oh, I've totally seen that. I've never seen it. That is the movie that inspired me to learn how to drive stick shift. There you go. Because It also you never brought back know... uh, minis. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. You never know when you're going to be in a car chase and you have to drive a standard.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So The Italian Job features Napster co-founder Sean Fanning. Oh,
1: huh, I didn't know that. As a
0: cameo of himself. This gave credence to one of the characters' fictional backstory as the original Napster. The 2010 film, The Social Network, oh yeah, features Napster co-founder Sean Parker and, by all means, colossal douchebag, uh, mm-hmm. p- who was played by Justin Timberlake, famously.
1: Who I also struggle with in a Brad Pitt sense, in <laughs> that I think he's probably a douchebag also. He's a very talented douchebag, but he's a douchebag nonetheless.
0: So it features Sean Parker in the rise of the popular website he helped... Uh... Why did I not put anything here? He didn't help create Facebook, he helped market it, essentially. But anyway. He was involved. He was involved. In, yeah, he was, in he, was Facebook, he was one of the early people. Yeah. Uh, the 2013 film Downloaded, which mm-hmm. we have watched. Yep. Is a documentary about sharing media on the internet and includes the history of Napster. And watch
1: Steal This Movie too. Also. I have not seen that. And about the copyleft.
0: Oh, okay. And Sean Fanning is also uh, one of the founders of Spotify. So See, he he went on to <clears throat>
1: This is my this is my bottom line of all of this stuff because I was in on the copyleft movement a while back, like a long while back. I would say circa oh seven, oh eight.
0: I didn't even hear of it until like six months ago.
1: Well, you've heard of like Lawrence Lessig now mm-hmm. at this point, who's yep. a big leader of the 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 copyleft. He wrote a manifesto uh about the copyleft. In fact I think he's kind of the leader of the copyleft movement, but at any rate, um what back in the day, so that would have been oh seven. I would be like 22, twenty two, twenty three. Did plenty of peer to peer sharing. In other words, yes, stealing of music. Um, but
0: when we my, fir- when we first met, you were still heavily into I that. I was
1: Pirate Bay. <laughs> yes. Pirate Bay, which is when BitTorrent came along, which is a mm. whole other level of you, you, not you only taught me how to do it. Not only is it peer to peer, but it's um peer-to-peer in bits and pieces. And that was the idea behind BitTorrent. But the idea that I always said was, I am not going to fucking buy this song for two or three dollars, whatever the fuck you're trying to, to charge me for. But if you come up with an affordable alternative... I'll fucking pay the subscription no service. Problem. That has everything. That's what Netflix did mm-hmm. for for film. That's what Spotify and the like did for music. They they fucking wised up.
0: And this very much um, influenced uh, video streaming services because Absolutely. after this, when this thing really oh, got popular, people were like well, well, started, why? Yes. They were like, well, why can't we do this with movies yes. and TV? And
1: that's when MP4s mm-hmm. started coming out. Yeah. So so that's the thing is that like ultimately. This shit like changed the direction of what we would still be like buying movies how you for sixty dollars each. It
0: changed how you consume media, yes, across the board, yes, completely.
1: Instead, they were forced to respond because these were fires they couldn't put out nope. every peer to peer. Because you know what happened? Like Emule came out, they got shut down. A or no, sorry, Donkey came out, they got shut down. Emule came out they they got shut down limewire came out they got shut down like it was there, were, there was uh, there it was a there was i remember wackable. i remember
0: for a little while there was a site called morpheus yeah that it, had, it, yeah there were it, it was a just, ton it was, of them
1: it was if you kill one like tomorrow grow in its place so well was,
0: you couldn't like i think they said in that downloaded document, like 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 talk about um uh not being able to put whoever back in the box
1: Not to unopen Pandora's box sort of thing, yeah.
0: Like, couldn't... Like, once once Napster took off and people saw what it was, like, it was never going back.
1: And then people realized how much they were overpaying for media. Mm -hmm. And it had to be made affordable. And it was. And that's what we have to thank for affordable streaming services now mm-hmm. is those early pioneers now they're trying to weirdly break it back up oh, of and so now you have to subscribe to nbc's like 10 thing and cbs's things. thing and netflix and this and that um but it's still apparently it's, uh... this whole covid thing is kind of like messing some of that up <laughs> yes. no legit on the backside yeah. i read an economist yeah. article anyway There is a great article in the January, February 2020 issue of Current Affairs regarding intellectual property and the very nature of copyrights as being part of the capitalist agenda. Oh, of course. But maybe I'm showing my red here. You might. (laughs) Just (laughs) discussion. I'm very passionate about copyrights. And from day one, as uh, even a very young person writing, music and stuff like that I was like this is just wrong that not only can you live your entire life off royalties of a work of art but then your estate can you can sell it to corporations I mean it's just not right it is not right and it's uh, you buy this box of Kleenex right it's not like well then you get the, like Kleenex gets <laughs> what fucking royalties in perpetuity <laughs> per tissue like what the fuck is that what the what the fuck so why is art different like likewise a painting sold at a cause, gallery cause somebody decided
0: to make it that way exactly that's that's why there's there's no real reason
1: because
0: money yeah
1: and money sucks
0: if you have too much of it
1: it's just it's, it's a, <laughs> okay. i'm done that was my sweet baby jesus rant i there just finished my we we're proudly drunk
0: and thank you for hanging in there for our second
1: Yeah, we finally episode. put out another one. It took us like, forever. It took
0: us about, what, four weeks? A month, yeah.
1: Like
0: but we're here like, it is. oh,
1: we're going to do it every Thursday. Yeah, that hey, didn't and pan I,
0: out. These are fun to bang out. you it's know, Because, you know.
1: This was a good idea. Yeah. Napster was actually a very good thing. It changed our entire I, I literally, cons- consumption that's why
0: I told that story of going back to my work computer when I first, because mm-hmm. I will always remember that as the moment of, holy shit, mm-hmm. Like, this is...
1: Can you tell the end of the story? Like, what happened to all your music on the computer? What do you mean? Didn't didn't you, like... Because they had laid off a bunch of people. Oh, yeah.
0: Them. Well, I mean, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> so you never episode. got <laughs> No, like, I mean, no. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere WorldCom ended up with a CPU full
1: of pirated music. <laughs> and I
0: shit you not, because that happened... Yeah, I left there in August of 2000. And I think this was like February or March. I by the time I, I'm not bullshitting you, I had like two thousand fucking songs. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying, like whatever I could think of, uh-huh. and I would think it's like some weird old shit, mm-hmm. you know, and put it in, and mm-hmm. there'd be like maybe five options, but it'd be, like anything you could think of. The was worst on there. in the
1: early days was searching for something, waiting for it to download. If you didn't have a fancy T1 oh, line, yeah. like That's... over dial up, and then getting like some fucking yeah. it wasn't it at or,
0: all, or or the fucking somebody calling. And it knocks off your fucking dialogue. (laughs) Like when you're at like ninety percent of the song that's taking like twenty five minutes you're like, motherfucker.
1: Oh my god, children, (laughs) you have it so much better today. You don't even know. We didn't know back then though. We didn't know what it could be. No. Now I I knew I knew it was was so fucking obnoxious. What I
0: immediately knew is like this was something different, and Mm. I was like, and this is the way I want to consume music for the rest of my life. It
1: changed media. Yeah. It absolutely changed. Absolutely. Well, that was the very fun story of uh, how Metallica is a terrible (laughs) entity and Lars Yurik can can go fuck himself. Uh, No, that was the story of Napster. And this has been our second episode of Question Mark Number? Question, question, question? We don't know. Like, don't count on us. We'll try. of all good things. I'm Rachel.
0: And I'm David.
1: And we'll see you eventually. Whenever we see you again.